0: Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode 254 of Lean Blog Audio. I'm going back to a post that was published on February 19th, 2018, titled, What's going on at Tesla? Is Elon Musk following up on employee injuries? What Elon Musk would, could, or should learn from Paul O'Neill. Now, there's a lot to admire about Elon Musk, of course. I admire his risk-taking and his entrepreneurial spirit. I use PayPal a lot, which was one of his early companies, and I admire the innovation of Tesla and SpaceX. But I question how much Musk and Tesla have been willing to learn from Toyota, as I wrote about last year, last December. You can find links to that and everything else I mentioned here by going to leanblog.org audio 254. So I saw an article last year and never got around to blogging about it. The headline uh, from the magazine Inc read, This email from Elon Musk to Tesla employees is a masterclass in emotional intelligence. When the going gets tough, true leaders take action. Now, I think uh, the article uh, was maybe giving him a little bit too much credit. You know, Tesla was catching flack for employee injury rates that were higher than auto industry averages. Some reports say serious injury rates were twice as bad as the rest of the industry. Last year, Musk said the company is on its way to lowering injury rates. This year, Tesla set forth a plan to become the safest auto factory in the world, in their words. Their data suggests the injury rate is lower than the days when the NUMI plant was active in that same building. And NUMI, of course, uh, was the joint venture between uh, Toyota and General Motors that was active uh, there in the facility that Tesla bought in Fremont, California. Uh, It said in one article, in October 2017, Tesla hired Lori Shelby from Alcoa to oversee all aspects of environment, health, and safety throughout the automaker's workforce. So I would say from Alcoa is a very good sign, and more about that later in this episode. But going back to the Inc. article, is it really the height of emotional intelligence to tell your employees that you don't want them to get hurt? Now, here's the email that Musk wrote to his employees in May 2017. It reads One more thing I meant to say. No words can express how much I care about your safety and well being. It breaks my heart when someone is injured building cars and trying their best to make Tesla successful. Going forward, I've asked that every injury be reported directly to me without exception. I'm meeting with the safety team every week and would like to meet with every injured person as soon as they are well, so that I can understand from them exactly what we need to do to make it better. I will then go down to the production line to perform the same tasks that they perform. This is what all managers at Tesla should do as a matter of course. At Tesla, we lead from the front line, not from some safe and comfortable ivory tower. Managers must always put their team's safety above their own. So that's the end of the email. So, you know, in that email, Elon expresses how it breaks his heart when someone is injured. Well, it's one thing to feel bad, but what about the action that's mentioned in the subheadline of the ink piece? What's he doing? You know, Musk wrote that, you know, he wants every injury reported to him. He wants to meet with people after they've recovered from injuries. And you know, it's good to understand what we need to do to make it better but is it good enough to react to an injury after the fact? I mean, what about doing more to prevent injuries? So this is where we we'll come back to Alcoa and their former CEO Paul O'Neill. It's one thing to ask that every injury be directly reported to Musk, but I think former Alcoa CEO Paul O'Neill set the standard for CEOs directly supporting safety improvement. And you can listen to a podcast I did with him. Uh, by going to leanblog.org slash 124. That's from my Lean Blog Interviews podcast series. O'Neill set a goal for Alcoa to become the safest company in America, not just the safest in the metals industry. His goal was zero injuries, as you can read about in an article I've linked to. O'Neill frames this idea of zero injuries as a moral imperative, the idea that nobody should be hurt at work. O'Neill uses the term habitual excellence to describe the culture shift that takes place in an organization. If you do the things that are required to have great safety performance, you'll do well in your other measures. At least that was O'Neill's idea, and it turned out to be true. Alcoa's stock performed very well under his leadership, and I've heard Mr. O'Neill say that Wall Street analysts thought he was crazy for talking about safety and for making it such a priority. There's another article I've linked to that describes a story I've heard O'Neill tell in a speech. It says, O'Neill told management, as soon as anyone in this organization identifies a condition that could cause anyone here to be hurt, I want you to fix it. So note that O'Neill wasn't saying he would react to injuries. He was encouraging everybody to react to unsafe conditions that could lead to an injury. Responding to unsafe conditions is far more proactive. That's a better way of preventing injuries. And I wish Elon Musk would take that same approach. Again, from uh, the article, O'Neill said, and you should know from now on, we're not going to budget for safety at Alcoa. As soon as we identify a risk condition, it will be fixed and I will figure out how to pay for it. Then O'Neill gave his home phone number to the hourly workers on hand, instructing them to call him if they saw any hazardous conditions that haven't been addressed. So O'Neill set the expectation that budget would never be an excuse. Giving out his home phone number sent a very strong message to his employees and managers. This is maybe a story from the days before cell phones. Now I guess the modern day version of this story might be Elon Musk asking his employees to email him or, or DM him via Twitter. Again, from the article about O'Neill, it says, a few weeks later, O'Neill received a phone call late at night. It was an hourly representative from the Tennessee plant who told O'Neill that a section of the plant's roller conveyor system was broken. The caller said that he and other hourly workers had to carry 600-pound ingots where the conveyor was broken, and the workers were terrified that they were going to get hurt. After he hung up with the worker, O'Neill called the plant manager and instructed him to fix the conveyor. Around 4 a.m., The plant manager called O'Neill to tell him that it had been repaired. At that point, word spread throughout the company that O'Neill was serious about safety. So maybe hiring the safety leader from Alcoa will help at Tesla. Now I want to add a disclosure here. I work as a subcontractor to the healthcare consulting firm Value Capture LLC, where Paul O'Neill is non-executive chairman. But back to Elon Musk, where, where did Elon Musk not show emotional intelligence or respect? Back to his email. Remember, he said that after an injury, he would go to the production line and perform the same task that workers performed. Now, this is where I think his email does not show much emotional intelligence or savvy. His statement seems disrespectful. I'm not sure all of his employees would react to it positively. I mean, what's the point of saying, well, I'll, I'll come and do that job if you got hurt. You know, is Musk saying, I'm willing to jeopardize my own health and safety? Well, if so, do shareholders really want to hear that message? Is Musk saying, well, you know, I can come and do your job? Well, if so, he doesn't seem to show much respect for the training and practice that goes into doing a job, even a repetitive assembly job. I mean, when I was an industrial engineer at General Motors in 1995, I had the chance to work the engine assembly line for an hour with the UAW worker looking over my shoulder and supervising. Now, I mean, I'm pretty clumsy. Running bolts into an engine wasn't a good job for me, and I really hope I didn't cause problems uh, for, uh, for our customers or for downstream processes. Auto production work isn't easy. Musk's message seems dismissive of the skill and dexterity required. I mean, can anybody, just anybody waltz in and do any job i mean was musk going to get trained and certified on a particular job so is musk saying i'll do the job and prove that it's not unsafe that i'll do it and i won't get hurt i mean what does it prove to work a job for an hour what if the employee injury on that job was caused by ergonomic problems that accumulated over time what if the injury occurred at the end of a long production shift with overtime at the end of a busy week Musk likely can't simulate or replicate that by jumping in and doing a job for a short period of time. So has he followed through? I wonder if Musk has followed through on the commitments he made in that email. One, does he get notified of every injury? Two, has he gone and done the job, whatever that means exactly? Now I've searched online and can't find any news stories about this. I'm guessing if he did respond to an injury by doing the job that he would get some public relations exposure from it. I mean, he's, he's been busy promoting and getting exposure from things like future product announcements, selling, quote unquote, flamethrowers through his uh, his other company called The Boring Company and, and many SpaceX events. Musk doesn't shy away from media coverage. I mean, it would be good to see him get more media attention for safety improvements at Tesla. For what it's worth, I tried asking this question uh, of Musk. On Tesla, I asked him if he's followed through on his promise. Is every injury being reported to him? I haven't heard back. You can ask Elon if you like. I'm not asking you to pester him, but if you want to, you know, I think if more people amplify this question, um, you can find a link to tweet uh, this question at him by going to leanblog.org/audio. 254 uh, I've, I've tried to be respectful and I, I would hope you would um, do the same if you tweet at him about employee safety and his follow-up so I'll update the post if there's a response I've also reached out to the new EHS leader via LinkedIn but I haven't heard back from the company and as of uh, this recording on uh, March 12 2018 I haven't heard back either so um, that's that's some of my thoughts about uh, follow-ups on on safety at Tesla. I think there are lessons here about being proactive that can be applied uh, to many settings. But I'm curious what you think. Um, if you want to comment uh, or, or, or see the different links I've posted, um, you can go to leanblog.org/audio254. A couple of people have commented um, that they uh, on, on LinkedIn and at least one comment on the blog that maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit too harsh uh, on Elon Musk. I'm open to that possibility, but um, I, I think these are important questions to raise. So again, you can go to leanblog.org/audio254. Thanks for listening.